What's up, DC? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Wizards with SB Nation's Bullets Forever writer Ben Mehich and myself, Anthony Cittadino. We are your hosts, and you are now Locked On Wizards, where you get everything Wizards basketball. Go subscribe to the Locked On Wizards podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you may listen. Go throw us a follow on Twitter at Locked On Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us and a ton to get into. Ben and I will be going over Bradley Beal's involvement uh, in the Wizards front office for making trades with Tommy Shepard, a possible uh, Robin Lopez trade, and a preview of tonight's game against the New York Knicks after a big blowout Tuesday night in New York. But first, we want to let you know that tonight today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our lockdown rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Ben! My brother, it's it is the it's trade deadline Thursday. That that's what it is. We're right in the middle of it, the midst of it right now as a recording. Um, and by the time all of our listeners hear this, there may there may be a Wizards trade done in the books, but we don't know. So we like we will see. But yes, Ben, the trade deadline is upon us. Um, and on Wednesday, we previewed the Wizards' uh, trade deadline and uh, some moves they may be making, uh, but we also have to discuss Brad, Ben, and his involvement in the front office. Um, we don't expect him to get traded anytime soon, right? I, I know at the beginning of the season, that was, the, that was all the talk, all the buzz. Where's Brad going? Is he going to Lakers? Well, which contenders Brad going to get traded to? But right now, we don't think that's going to be uh, a real possibility at this point in their season. But Ben, uh, a few days ago, Beal was asked about his role in the Wizards trade um, trade talks in their front office, and he said, um, "Whenever Tommy Shepard brings something to the table, he always asks me or incorporates me." So I appreciate that, Ben. What do you make of this? Because you know, a lot of players around the league they have input. Obviously, LeBron James has input. We're, you know, we we think that a Kevin Durant has input. Um, other stars around the league, maybe a Stephen Curry, um, others as well. Uh, ben. Are you surprised? Are you surprised by this? Does this shock you, or is this kind of like something that that goes with a lot of teams with their superstars? Is this like like? Do you think this is n- normal? I think players that have shown to be capable of leading their teams to contending status typically have this sort of power, right? Bradley Beal, he's in the second season as as the team's best player. 12 games below 500 doesn't look like the playoffs are upon them, but this is a perk that you get when you play for a small market team that's desperate to keep you around. We see it in Portland with Damian Lillard. We're seeing it now with Bradley Beal. But truth be told, this power is usually reserved for LeBron James, Kevin Durant, James Harden, these MVP type of talents. And Bradley Beal, this is the sort of thing that the Wizards are probably willing to do to keep him around in Washington. That's why he's not into trade talks, right? He probably knows that, look, if I were to play for the Clippers, chances are this team's not going to ask me, hey, should we make this trade? What do you think about this trade? Or ask him to sign off on any moves they make. Because although he's important to the Clippers, the Clippers are the team. And, he, and, he's, and the organization itself is bigger than any player on that team. Whereas in the Wizards side, Bradley Beal is bigger than the Washington Wizards. And that's kind of sad to say, but that's the truth. Because if you strip Bradley Beal from the Wizards, you have really nothing. And the Wizards know that, as, as do Bradley Beal, and that's why they're kind of engaging in this relationship where they come to him and ask him, hey, do you want to sign off on this? What do you think about this? But that's all the more reason to kind of be skeptical. Like, has that really worked? Did he sign off on the Robin Lopez signing? Did he sign off on the Hal Neto signing? 
drafted him. Then you have the undrafted. It's like, obviously, you don't put the blame on him because he's not Tommy Shepard. He, he doesn't work in the front office. What right, makes sense right. to put the blame yeah. on him. But it is an interesting wrinkle in the relationship, right. I think. And I think if you ask a lot of people outside the organization, like, should they give a player this 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 power? I think a lot of people would kind of say, mm, seems like it's kind of overstepping your boundaries as a player, right? Right. So, Ben, so obviously – um, getting your take that you know you're you're pretty much saying if he was on a contending team of any sort in this league, maybe may it be any LA team, uh, Brooklyn, uh, maybe the the Sixers, they're not going to ask for his input. And I and I am on board with that as well. You're, I mean, you are right. Contending teams they have a they they have a you know an array of teams um, that they're trying to put this one you know team together. And and they have, I mean, Rob Plinka. I don't know if he's asking for ads. Uh, uh, input, but I we know for sure that LeBron James is definitely involved, and maybe that is where the list uh, starts and end ends in, in LA. Um, may, maybe Kawhi and Paul George have some input in, in uh, over with the Clippers, but doesn't surprise me very much that Bradley Beal has uh, this type of input with the Washington Wizards, uh, just because of the reasons that you just uh, outlined there, Ben. Uh, so yeah, Ben, I don't know. Um, I really want to know the uh, how far. Like really, does this go like to the extent of it? Do you think Brad is shooting Tommy ideas, or do you think Tommy just brings him ideas and say, "Hey, we're thinking about doing this. We're about to move on this. Are you okay with this?" Or do you think like Brad goes as far as saying, "Hey, like we need to change this. Like, like what about this?" I I don't know if that's even a crazy question to ask, but Anthony, I think that's a great question to ask. And and to be honest with you, I think it's probably a mix of both, because if you're Bradley, that's that's a really Neat thing about the NBA, not the biggest football fan, but I imagine that, you know, unless you're a Tom Brady or something like that, Tom Brady's not going up to the front office and saying, hey, I want to play with so-and-so. They're not coming up to Tom Brady and saying, what do you think about so-and-so? It's not a player's league in that regard. But the NBA, these players talk to small league. There's only 12, 13 players on every roster. All the players know each other. They've played AAU together and whatnot. So, look, if one of Bradley Beal's boys becomes available, like an Andre Drummond, 100%. 100% he's reaching out to Tommy Shepard and saying, hey, man, like, Dre's available. What do you think? Do you think we can get Dre? That 100% happens. There's a reason why Rich Paul reps Anthony Davis and LeBron James. No, you're 100% right. Um, obviously, guys like Rich Paul, lucky guys like Rich Paul, are able to, you know, rep these guys. And for sure, when Anthony Davis was in New Orleans after uh, DeMarcus Cousins did leave to go to Golden State, he was adamant. He was out. He wanted to go to the Lakers. He has. His, he had. Sadly, he had his choices, and, and and that's just what it was. And he and they made it happen. So you're right, Ben. Um, for guys like that, it's it's definitely different. And and for for Brad, I just wonder uh, about some of some of the things that, that he has talked about with Tommy Shepard, and probably a lot of people are wondering about the John Wall trade. We wonder if that was uh, really, really asked of Brad because him, I mean, Bradley Beal and John Wall, they're brothers. I mean, it's, it's not a friendship. I mean, they are brothers. So I, I really wonder how, if Tommy Shepard was like treading lightly there with that, because I mean, that, that could get sensitive. I mean, I, I, I mean, mean, do you think Tommy makes that trade without calling Brad first? If they're that close, knowing that it would probably anger Beal to the point where he might even want out. There's no way they make that trade without calling Brad first. But that, that's the thing. Like, I think Beal and, 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 and Wall understand that it's a business at the end of the day and that Beal wants to be the best player on an NBA team. How many players in the world can say that they're the best player on an NBA team? There's 30 guys. 30. 
So Beal wants to be one of those guys and wants to lead this team to the playoffs and cement himself as the best guard in Wizards history. Mm -hmm. And to do that, John needed to go, I think. And he knew that, and John knew that. And that's why they're both both having sorts of the the seasons that they are. And John's proving that he can still play at a high level. So I think, honestly, the trade worked out for both of them. But I don't know. We'll see. And and I think I I need need Brad, if he's going to be this involved, do things that John Wall didn't do. John Wall wasn't the recruiter. (laughs) That he could have been. He was kind of the, hey, man, I'm not going to ask you to play for the Wizards. You want to play with me? Then come play. I'm not going to beg you to play for me or with me. He wasn't right. that sort of player. Well, But it would be nice if Bo did more recruiting because obviously look at the record. The Wizards could use, for lack of a better word, better players. No, I hear you, Ben. It's, it's hard. It, it must be hard uh, to recruit while trying to uh, stay on pace, lead a team, and uh, do everything that they're, that they're doing, trying to make a playoff run. Obviously, it's, it's looking distant for a playoff run right now but of course their their plans are not changing in that locker room I don't think you know Scott Brooks you know his plan has not changed Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook their plans hasn't changed they still have the same goal and uh right that's that's got to be super super difficult especially creeping up towards the trade deadline because you got a locker room full of a lot of young guys that could be traded right so Ben we don't really know where it's going to go. We don't know what Brad and, and Tommy have uh, have discussed. We do know that guys like Troy Brown Jr., guys like maybe a Mo Wagner, an Isak Banga, maybe Jerome Robinson, maybe a Robin Lopez. These guys could be on the trading block uh, more so than anyone. And Ben, uh, we do have a lot more to talk about along with, with Brad um, and uh, guys like Robin Lopez uh, for trades. But before we get into all that, guys, um, I want to tell you guys about Sport Trade. Have you guys ever heard about Sport Trade? It's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. This is amazing. The Sport Trade takes fantasy to the next level. It's like Robin Hood of fantasy sports. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players, just like real stocks. Finally, a fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports, guys. Making money with sports talk is similar and simple as player values rise and fall based on two factors. One, their statistical performance in each game as compared to their projected fantasy points in that game. Um, The more points scored, the higher the values go. Two, Good old supply and demand, baby. The more demand a player has, the higher the value goes. When you're ready to buy shares, pick the penny stock in a rookie with huge upside or grab the blue chip vet who's always a solid performer. Instantly buy and sell as many shares in as many players as you like, just like the stock market. Then watch your players battle and your pro and your portfolio value will rise. So simply go to sportstalktrade.com, watch the how it works video and then sign up to get started. Sign up today at sportstrade.com and then discover the fun, exciting and profitable new world of sports trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. You'll be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer and get in the game at sportstrade.com. Guys, we also want to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Ben is all over it. Bets on all his NBA, college hoops, and NHL action. He's all over it. Ben even got at the Grammy Awards. 
BetOnline covers TV shows, reality TV, and award shows, real-time updated odds, prop bets on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the, it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website. Use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Go use the promo code Locked On. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski. He updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Go follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you may listen to podcasts. Ben, according to Chris Kraus of 48minutes.com, the Wizards are listening to offers for our favorite center, the Hook Shot King. Locked on Lopez listeners, you love him. Robin Lopez. Robin Lopez has been one of the most consistent players on this roster this year due to how much playing time he has been play, uh, has been given and really how well he has been shooting the ball. Uh, he has been consistent and uh, a constant topic of conversation on this podcast. Ben, we love him. He's our favorite guy, Robin Lopez. Should the Wizards look to trade him by tomorrow? Why don't you rip my heart out of my chest, Anthony? Throw it to the ground, stomp on it, stomp on it some more, get a frying pan, smash wow. my heart some more. Wow, wow, wow. With this idea that you're proposing trading Robin <laughs> Lopez, the, the, the only saving grace this Wizards team has, man. I got to say, though, Anthony, no mascots around. Robin Lopez, no WWE Hate it. mascots. It's a bummer, Hate it. man. Hate it. It's I, a travesty. It's absolutely a sin to not have mascots out here for this man. It's one of the fine. And he spends his times in he spends his times in the in the pressers talking about the NHL mascots. He wants a piece of them. Yeah, because he's running he, he's running out of <laughs> mascots to hit in, in the league. But he just wants to beat them up. It's it's a shame, man. Uh, to get into a little bit more seriously, Robin Lopez is is as great of a vet you can find in the league. Um, we understand that there's limitations to his game. He's not the defender the Wizards hoped he would be. He's not the rim protector that the Wizards hoped he would be. He's been kind of put in a situation where he's playing a role that he shouldn't be playing, where he's starting sometimes, playing big minutes. But like you said, he's, he's, really, he's really been consistent offensively. They've run plays for him in the post, which is kind of bizarre, but he's done what the Wizards have asked him to do. I think the Wizards should look to trade their veteran players with value. Robin Lopez has some value. He's not going to stay in Washington after the season. This is probably the last pretty big contract of his career. There's really, and with all due respect to Robin Lopez, basketball-wise, there's no reason to keep him in Washington right now. It's probably better hey, for him to hey, send him. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Benja, hey, he's having his best year shooting from three, huh? Huh? Uh, 33, over 33%, huh? No so reason to keep him in, huh? We, we started the if Robin Lopez hits a three, take a shot. And you've probably – how many That's shots? Have, how many have they taken? Seven shots throughout the season or something like that? Maybe eight, okay? Okay. okay. I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking about, I mean, how, how many threes he's taken, but he's shooting – he's not shooting the worst from, from – He's Boston. not, but he's, a team like Brooklyn could use him, and I think at this point in his career he's probably better off. For a team like Brooklyn, winning games – being the lively Brooke Lopez that he can be. Because I, I got to point something out, out, out here. Does Robin, Loca, does Robin Lopez appear happy to you? No. I think we're talking about one of the most – we're talking about one of the happiest guy. Oh, you, oh, oh, so you're saying he's not happy. I we're think he's, one, he's just a happy guy. 
But I'm one of the most happiest people in the league. I mean, but besides Boban. Court, he's not that, like, he's not playing with that enthusiasm that we've seen. And I've seen a similar thing with Denny Abdel, where he just looks, he looks defeated. A lot of these players look defeated. For, player, for a veteran player like Robin Lopez, I really, really mean this. I think they deserve to be in a situation where they have an opportunity to win a championship, have an opportunity to compete at a high level. The Wizards, really, basketball-wise, don't have a use for a player like Robin Lopez beyond the season, right? They're better off getting a second-round pick for him, maybe a trade exception, maybe another young player you can kind of take a chance on. Look, if the Knicks call, and we know Tom Thibodeau loves these veteran big men, if the Knicks call and say, hey, Robin Lopez and Troy Brown for Kevin Knox and whatever, a filler, you probably well, do that because you take a flyer well, on a young player, right? You take a flyer on a young player because Robin Lopez isn't going to resign in Washington and the Wizards aren't going to resign him. So what's the point? That would what's just break my heart, Ben. I just I, I think there's so much more upside to a Troy Brown Jr. than a Kevin Knox, to tell you the truth. Hoof. Uh, and, and, and right their trade stock is just not that high. And if, if Rob, Robin Lopez goes by himself, Ben, do we think that is going to result in just second round picks? Do we Probably. really think? I mean, you look at what they got. I, I understand it's not a similar trade, but like you look at what they got for Markeith Morris. It was Wesley Johnson. If I remember correctly, a second round pick, right, what right, they got right. for Isaiah Thomas, it was basically a second round pick in Jerome Robinson. So these sorts of trades happen all the time. Um, they got Shabazz Napier during the last trade deadline, it was kind of a random trade. Um, I expect something similar here. Robin Lopez, kind of, I think, a handshake agreement with that $7 million deal. It helps get a player back because most players aren't, aren't, you know what I mean? If you, have, if you have a $7 million contract, it's easier to trade than a $1 or $2 million, especially when you're that close to the cap there. Easier to match, match, uh, match salaries there. So I think it was kind of an agreement that they made. Um, I would like to, for his, for his career, I would like to see Robin Lopez end up in a contender. And, and I right. think he would be... And he was last year, right? I mean, maybe that's why he, he might be. I mean, Ben, you said he looks maybe not as more enthused. I mean, coming from the Milwaukee Bucks, playing with his brother, playing with like his I – mean, he's got great friends over there like Giannis. So uh, coming over to, um, to Washington, I thought at the beginning of the season, he, he was very, very happy. And I know him and uh, Thomas Bryant uh, created a very, very nice relationship there. They, they became re- really close in training camp and, uh, and, and so, um, so forth. They, they have a lot in common with uh, anime and stuff. But Ben, I mean, we're talking about one of the happiest guys in the league, right? I mean, Robin Lopez, he, he, he really just is. I mean, there's Boban, and I mean, I'd say probably him. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they really, they've really carved out a career of being like good people. There's something to be said such, about being such a good guys. person. There's such something to be guys. said about being a decent person, and a lot of players have, have – made long careers of being good locker room players and good veterans. And, and Robin Lopez is one of those guys. One of the funniest things with Robin Lopez's short career in Washington was before training camp even started, remember when the John Wall trade rumors started surfacing, he put out a meme with the guy in the burning house with the dog in the burning house. Yeah. <laughs> with no context, <laughs> he just put great. that out. That was so – yeah, I mean, he's, he's just so funny, man. I mean, like he, he, came, he came to Washington – um, you know, people joke, you know, like, you know, the journalists, they, they joked around with him. We, we asked him about his WWE moves. He's always been super playful. He's, he's a great guy. I mean, what's it's awesome. love about look, him? the team is 12 games below 500. They've shown no signs of falling apart in the locker room. And, and a part of that, I think, is having players like Robin Lopez on the right. roster right. and right. having Ish Smith on the roster. These guys, 
they're not they're not all star players, and they're and for most winning teams, they're not even in the rotation. But no, no. but for a losing team like the Wizards, it helps keep the glue right. They're glue players. They help keep no, the locker room together. It does. And Ben, I think Robin Lopez for his entire career, really, he's done a great job at knowing his role, doing his job, and he yep. does, and really, I mean, he he knows what like what his status is in the league. And he knows what he what he what he does, and and he does that on the offensive end. We see that he picks and chooses so well. I mean, he, he's never got a guy that's going to go out there and just waste possessions. He's just not going to do it. So, um, there's I, something I, to be said about knowing your role. No, there is. There really, really is because that that takes a lot of maturity, really, especially coming into the league as a 20 year old kid. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that's that's a big blow to a lot of people's ego. I mean because you're you're coming in the league a lot a lot of college teams you're the guy right. But I mean, especially league, when his you, brother played at an all star caliber for, for exactly right right. Also, Anthony, I'm pretty sure we just broke the world record for minutes spent talking about Robin Lopez. I think he deserves it, man. He has I mean, besides, <laughs> besides Brad and Russ, he is the most consistent role on this team. And so. that's why we are where we are, and that's why we're gonna move on and talk about the New York Knicks. But before yes, we do that. Yes. Anthony, let's talk about cars. I love my Honda. I call him Harold. And whenever I unfortunately end up having an issue with Harold, which is very rare because he's a reliable car, I go to rockauto.com, which is always also reliable. It's low price. So why would I ever want to spend twice as much money for the same parts? And I can go to rockauto.com, save some money, but also get the same wonderful parts that I want. It's the best prices by the same professionals and do it yourself. Or just go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about this box? So they know we sent you. It's all the parts you'll ever need on rockauto.com. We've been telling you about Built Bar all season long. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market. Confirmed. Anthony knows it. It's amazing. It's low calorie. It's low sugar, high protein, high fiber. And guess what? It's Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is cookies and cream versus coconut almond. With all due respect to coconut almond, I know some Lockdown Wizards listeners probably love it. I got to go with cookies and cream here. It's indulgent. It's delicious. It's my favorite flavor. But go to BuiltBar.com or Built underscore bar on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off your next order. That's LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. I promise you won't regret it. It's seriously the best tasting protein bar. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with LOCKDOWN NBA Draft Podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow the LOCKDOWN NBA Draft. Anthony, we talked about trades. And we're on the eve of the trade deadline. We're experiencing it. Depending on when you're listening to this, the Wizards might have already made a move. But basketball continues too. We got the Knicks again after an absolute just blowout on Tuesday. One of the house. I mean, the worst, the worst game the Wizards have had this season, I'd say. And that's saying something because they've had a lot of bad games this year. And, and and the Knicks did whatever they wanted to do. But we talked about that. We broke that game down. The Wizards did absolutely nothing right that game. They were poorly coached. They were ill-prepared. They said it themselves. But another thing Bradley Beal said that I wanted to get your take on, he said, I don't even think we arrived to the arena tonight, honestly. We were still in the hotel today. We didn't bring any focus and any energy, and we damn sure didn't play any defense. That's why we lost. Anthony, what? What do you make ben, of this? 30 games left in the season. We're ben, still talking about this. Pal, pal. He's not wrong. Bradley Beal was 100,000% right in what he said. I mean, Ben, the whole first half, 
I mean, I don't know about you. We were just sitting there. I mean, it just was such a fog watching these guys. I couldn't play. even watch it. It was such a fog watching these guys play. And on the other side, watching the New York Knicks, it was so fluid. They were playing so strong every possession, playing so hard in the defensive end. I mean, they, they looked incredibly, incredibly like ready, prepared for it. Uh, the Wizards really, really, really fell to uh, the Knicks. Um, I mean, defensive schemes and uh, a stud in Julius Randle. Absolutely. I mean, just went off. And really, the, the first two quarters. I mean, he had he dropped 30 with about nine minutes left to go in the third quarter. So Julius Randle finished with 37 points, uh, six rebounds. Um, he, he shot 30, thir- uh, 13 for 24 from the floor, seven for 10 from three. Ben, now, now for, for guys like this, for, for, when we're talking about film study, when we're talking about getting ready for a team like this, uh, a, Knicks, a Knicks team that's better than the, the Wizards this year. Um, obviously, the Wizards are, are incapable of, of defending uh, a good teams, and they have proven it all season, right? Um, it's just what they They're have. Capable, though. They beat the Lakers. They beat the Jazz. They beat the Clippers. They beat the Nets multiple times. This team is capable. I want to ask you a question, Anthony. What do you make of this? We and, haven't yes, talked about this. And, and I'm not saying that they're not capable. I'm saying that they are not capable to be consistent. Just, of course. Like, of just course. cannot hold the consistency, especially against a team like this. I mean, Brad struggled. Uh, he, I mean, they, they have great defenders um, that, that are able to guard great guards like, like Brad. I mean, Reggie Bullock may, might not be uh, the, the best player in the league, but still they have, you know, hard, I mean, Alex Burks off the uh, – um, off the bench, I mean, all these guys, they, they play a key role in the defensive end. Yes, they, they can score too, but, but, I mean, how a Tom Thibodeau creates these teams. They've bought is, in, like, dude. They've bought in. They this have. team has bought in. I'm going to ask you something, Anthony. What do you make of this, the fact that Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal can't lead the Wizards to a win against a team led by Julius Randle? I've, I've, well, I've heard these things from Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook throughout the season, and I've watched the games. And with all due respect to them, the fact of the matter is, these guys aren't playing that the defense that well either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would love if Bradley Beal, and they have on numerous occasions, Russell Westbrook in particular has taken some blame. I would love if Bradley Beal came out and said, you know what, it starts with me. I need to play better defense. I gave I up good looks. This team, I'm the head of the snake, as John Wall used to say, used to say and, and this team goes as I go, and I need to play better defense. I'm not saying it's true that Bradley Beal should take fault. But it would be nice for him to say that and kind of accept the leadership position that he's been given. And on the Wizards' front and Scott Brooks' front, Bradley Beal saying we didn't bring focus and energy and we damn sure didn't play any defense. Whose fault is that? You can't even pin the tail on the donkey here. It's everybody's fault. It's Scott Brooks' fault because the team didn't look prepared. It's Bradley Beal's fault because the team didn't, he didn't lead the team. It's, it's all the role players' fault because they just look like they're going to throw their hands up and give up from the opening tail. All right. It's everybody's it, it, fault. It was. It really was just a bad, uh, a bad game from everyone. I don't. I don't want to say it was just atrocious by by everyone. Denny Advia had a fine night: fourteen points, four rebounds, five for seven from the floor. And honestly, a Mo Wagner too, with an obsolete role. Ben was thrown back yeah. in there. Big surprise was thrown back in there, and he made do with what with what he had to work with. Eleven points, um, three assists uh, in twenty three minutes. Three for four from the from the floor, Ben. And he was able to get to the, to, to the line a couple of times, too. So these guys, I mean, they, they, ha- they, are, they can fight. They, they can. They have shown that they can fight on the offensive and defensive end. But, Ben, it is 
unbelievable how inconsistent it is. And, and Brad's right because the entire game against the Knicks, I mean, the whole first half was just atrocious, atrocious on, on the defensive end. They, they, had no, they had no sense. They had no direction. It was, it was awful. Leading into the third quarter just was, I mean, just opened up just such a, such a slaughtering loss that the Knicks were putting on um, the Wizards. And, and they just were mo- – Ben, they, they were on an 8-0 run to, to, you know, to, to start the half off. And it just – how – I mean, after going down 20 in the first half, what's being said at half? What's being said before the games? I mean, you're coming well, to – being said isn't worth Ben, Ben, you're going to Madison Square Garden to play basketball. You're not hyped. You're not pumped. You're not amped up to go play. I'll say this, Anthony. They, they looked completely flat. It was absolutely ridiculous. They come with that crap again, they'll get blown out again. This team has gotten somehow worse. Imagine that. This team is getting worse as the season goes on. They're now 12 games below 500. They were knocking on the playoff picture door a month ago, and now they're getting worse, even though Russell Westbrook is healthy now. We thought this team was going to start playing well, and lo and behold, they're getting crushed by the Knicks, and I get the Knicks are playing well this year, but there's no reason for you to be down 30 points. Exactly, when you're not getting you're not getting blown out by anyone, but you're getting blown out by the Knicks. That's the second time this season. And, you're and, blown out. and the, and the and final it, scores, they do not do it justice because they got no, blown out both games. No, it wasn't. It wasn't even they a. Just, it wasn't a. They contest. just did. It was ridiculous. It was. It, it was like watching a college team play against the high school team. It, absolutely, it was, it was pathetic. Scott Brooks as well. Uh, he's one of the highest paid coaches in the NBA and you can't get your team focused in Madison square garden. Everyone is to, to blame. Everyone is to blame for that loss. And if they, I mean, Ben, if we see the same, if we see the same thing again tonight, Thursday night against yeah. the New York Knicks in Madison square garden, I mean, what does that say? I mean, we, we already, we what already... does, but what does that say about, I mean, about a team? I mean, like, does that, does that mean like, does, has Scott Brooks lost the locker room at that point? I mean, if, if your team is not looking enthused, Ready to like hungry to play in Madison Square Garden, what, like like what is, for a second game in a row? I mean, I, I, I mean there, there, that might be a lot of speculation, but still, um, it's really really tough to watch that, especially from a team that just beat Todd Jazz. I mean, come on, they, yeah. they controlled that entire game, and you're gonna go to New York. The, the, from what everyone says, the mecca of basketball, where everyone on the planet wants to play. That's the one court where everyone on the planet wants to play. They show up again. Get blown out again for the third game this season. I mean, go zero and three against the Knicks. I mean, sure, go ahead, but still, it's uh, it was brutal to watch. And uh, Ben, I, I I don't have too much faith going into this third game. I, I'll, I'll say this, Anthony, before we let these guys go. Um, this team doesn't have the personnel. Period. Coaches, right. coaches, players, whatever, whatever it takes to win basketball games. This team clearly doesn't have it and they've shown it over and over again that's why they're 12 games below 500 and that's the thing man it takes 12 players getting committed to a system the wizards don't have a system we came in with the idea that they were going to scrap they were going to play hard they're going to play with pace they're going to defend they haven't done any of that they're one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the nba they're one of the worst defensive teams in the nba their identity is absolutely nothing their identity is having two star players and getting blown out or struggling and being and failing consistently to live up to their potential. That's what the Washington Wizards are. And if you look at the top from top to bottom in the NBA, the most disappointing teams in the NBA in terms of what their expectations were heading into the season, the Wizards are right there. They might be, they might be number one. 
This team came in with the expectation that they'd finish top five, top six in the Eastern Conference, and they're 13th and 14th in one of the worst conferences in sports. Ben, we were completely wrong. The, I think the entire world was completely wrong about um, the trajectory of this team because it's just, it's just unbelievable. And Ben, uh, this could lead to an even worse record because, I mean, if the Knicks, if the Knicks come out and play uh, perimeter defense, they they did the way they, they did will. against the Knicks. Well then, well then, uh, you know, Alex Burke, Burks, Emmanuel, quickly, Julius Randle, uh, Reggie Bullock. All these guys, uh, R.J. Barrett. I mean, R.J. Barrett didn't even shoot well from three, and he had kind of an off night. He still dropped over twenty. So, uh, Ben, um, this could easily they could easily slip to, uh, closer towards their thirtieth loss um, if they don't change literally everything. I don't know what <laughs> Wizards hard, team yeah. that we watched Tuesday night. They need to change. Like it was completely different than compared to their past wins like and, and their closest win against uh, the Utah Jazz. Completely different. So, so Ben, if they come out um, just like that, we're going to see a loss. But again, just like you said, they can beat any team, right? We've sat here all year long, and they, they're so inconsistent, and you don't know which Wizards team you're going to get. Yeah. You have no clue what you're going to get, but hopefully – they can. I mean, this like you got to think that Bradley. Pride, man. No, this you're right. Play with pride. I mean, you just got. You just got. You're. You just got embarrassed. What? You got whooped. Embarrassed. It was embarrassing. Like the the lack of energy. They just showed up and lost. Where's the pride, man? They they showed up. It literally looked like after one quarter. Hey, throwing your hands up. Let's let's, let's go. You look let's at that mix of roster. Home. You're throwing your hands up to Alec Burks. You're throwing your hands up to. To Nerlens Noel, where's your pride? You're not playing the Lakers. You're not playing. You're not playing the 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 stacked Nets. You're not playing the Denver Nuggets. These teams. You're are- not. But guess who they are playing? A far hungrier team. Oh, of course, than they put out than what they put out because the Wizards can be a much much hungrier team, and they have shown us that. Obviously, led by Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. And I hope, and I and I and I know that they can switch up this all around come Thursday night. They they switch everything around because those two guys are killers. They're bulls, and they better they better show up because they're going to get their asses handed to them again if they don't. Absolutely ridiculous. And I think we got it. Wow, Anthony! I gotta say, I gotta say, Anthony Anthony drops the mic on our last segment consistently nowadays. Something about the trade deadline season that gets Anthony <laughs> fired up. Something about we're, the Wizards. Dude, we're, we're high strung right now. We're <laughs> wow. And look, we're probably going to have Wayne Ellington on this roster, so that will excite you, Wizards fans. But no, seriously, uh, whenever you may be listening to this, we want to thank you as always. We'll be back with you again tomorrow with maybe maybe a different looking roster, maybe some new players, maybe not. We'll break it all down as we always do. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you prefer to listen. It's Lockdown Wizards for Anthony. We'll be here tomorrow.